Just a little southeast of Nome Sam crossed the majestic mountains To the valleys far below He talked to his team of huskies As he mushed on through the snow With the northern lights running wild In the land of the midnight sun Yes, Sam McCord was a mighty man In the year of 1901 Where the river is winding, big nuggets they're finding. North to Alaska, to go north, the rush is on. Welcome everyone to the Roaring Lion Podcast, where we meet interesting lions and discuss relevant topics affecting Lions Club International. I'm your host, Lion Paul Fugit. Our topic today is serving in the last frontier, Alaska Lions. My guest today is the council chair of MD49 Alaska, Lion Karen Burns. Council chair, chair, council chair Karen is a member of the Sleeping Lady Lions Lions Club in Eagle River, Alaska. Council chair Karen, welcome to the Roaring Lions podcast. Thank you, Lion Paul, for having me. I'm thoroughly excited about doing this. And our, just a little correction, our club is Sleeping Lady Mountain Lions. I knew I was missing something there, so. That's okay. <laughs> it's a long. No worries. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Karen. Who is Karen Burns? Who am I? So I do, I Yale hail from Texas, went to University of Texas in college. My degrees in criminal justice with a specialty in uh, court litigation. I married back next week, it'll be 38 years to the same man, two grown children and one grandchild. Um, I finished my career off, I, I'm a paralegal, but I finished my career off at the Alaska Attorney General's office and had a governor's appointment as an associate attorney um, and then after I retired in 2009 I became uh, a lion and been trucking forward ever since so what made you become a member of Lions Club International what intrigued me about Lions International is their service across the world we you know in a small community of Texas we are I grew up sir, as serving our community, doing things to make it better. So I learned at a very young age that you need to make your community a better place and be a part of it. So joining Lions was a wonderful thing for me to keep doing after serving people in the, in the law, legal field to serving people in our community. LCI is an amazing group and there isn't a day that does not go by that I don't learn something new 
that they do for this world. And, you know, we're really, really, it's amazing organization. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. Well, we are very glad to have you. What is the best service project, Karen, that you have been a part of in your Lions career? You know, Lion Paul, that is, uh, you know, when you asked me that question, that is an incredibly difficult to narrow down one specific thing. If I could speak of a couple of little, um, not little, but a couple of our projects, one of the things as governor, I thought and thought and thought for, a, I, and I came in as governor in 2016 in uh, Fukuoka, Japan. What we in Alaska, which I'm assuming in other countries and states too, we get to pick what we call the governor's choice project. And I agonized over what would, what, well, how could I make a difference in this world? And my finally one night, three, you know, those 3 a.m. aha moments, I woke up and I went, you know what? Let's get dogs for veterans that have got PTSD and stop this suicide rate of 22 veterans a day committing suicide. So when I brought it to the cabinet and to the clubs, I was very nervous about it because I knew it would be taking, asking for that would be taking away from our passion, which is leader dog and sight, you know, helping people or sight, you know, sight first is our mission. So I was hesitant in bringing it. And I remember my first cabinet meeting, I stumbled over trying to explain my, you know, what I wanted and how I wanted to um, facilitate this. I asked the cabinet and the Lions Clubs, it's $5,000 per dog to sponsor a dog here in Alaska. Would they sponsor one dog in my honor as district governor that year? Well, by the time we were done, we sponsored 17 dogs for veterans. So that just does my heart good. So that's probably my best project that I can come up with. The, you know, I could probably go on for hours. I don't know how much time we've got, but we, in Alaska, we've got, which is amazing in today's world, 68 villages that do not have clean water. And during my year, we got to a grant from LCIF and um, put in a water well in one of the communities that had to be relocated off the coast because of deterioration. And they're basically, they were losing their, they were on an island and we had to move them inland away from the problem and we put in a water well for them. So that was really, really exciting. So, Karen, what makes lionism different in Alaska than, say, here in the continuous United States of the 48? So, the cha we have such challenges here in Alaska. You, you, and I'm not joking when I say this. Um, I am serious. You have Highway 1, Highway 2, and Highway 3. That is our only road system. Everything else you have to either get to by boat or by air. And just to give you a little bit of an example of, as council chair, my area goes from Dutch Harbor, Alaska, down in the Aleutian chain, all the way to Deese Lake, Canada, in British Columbia. 
and that is 2,278 miles in no road system. So your choice is to go by boat, which could take you two days, three days to get there from out of Anchorage, or you go on a flight, which is about, um, well, if you get the direct flight, it's probably about three hours. Well, wait, I still, yeah, about three or four hours. I should remember that. And in Alaska, we have, yes, we are technology um, savvy, most of us, but what we have a problem with is getting out to the villages that are off the road system, getting them computers, make, making sure they have access to the internet, and that has been, the internet part of it has been a huge challenge for us. Um, the governors, spend you spend your life uh, packed that year. You keep a suitcase packed and you fly everywhere. Um, I'm trying to think how far Barrow, Barrow is our northernmost, uh, which is Ukiaga now. They went back to their um, native language. That is um, about 900 miles from where I live. Yeah, I think what most people don't know, Karen, is Alaska is about two-thirds the size of the United States. So that's that's a lot, lot of area to cover for one multiple district. You also have the Yukon Territory as well at MD-49, right? Right. So under, under um, 49... Multiple District 49, you've got um, Yukon Territory, British Columbia, part of British Columbia, it goes to Deese Lake, and um, Northwest Territories, which if you watch Ice Road Truckers, that's where the Diamond Mine is. And um, that that is our furthest North Club in, um, I think, you know, I think, I hope I'm not misspeaking, but I think that's the northernmost club in the world. So it's right at the top of the world so i had the lucky privilege to visit alaska i believe that was 2018 if i remember correctly 2017 17 thank you thank you uh what amazed me there karen was all the specialty clubs that alaska has uh do you mind sharing with the audience what some of those are you know, we seem to be the queen or the king of specialty clubs. So before we um, started this, I did a little bit of research for this question. And yes, we have, so Alaska has 63 clubs. Of those 63 clubs, there are 20 that are classified as specialty. And so that's 31% of our clubs are specialty clubs. And they range from um, cyber clubs that have people from all over the world. We have one cyber club. We've got a sports car club, which um, they do racing. They were doing racing in the summer. We've got motorbike racing. We've got car racing. Um, there is, I formed my year as a governor, um, Strictly a Veterans Club. And their project, what they uh, wanted to come in about is to help their fellow veterans with these PTSD dogs. We have ethnic class, several ethnic um, groups, one from the Philippines, one from um, the Latinos. Uh, I can't think of the other one right this second. Um, 
we've got a flying um, lion club down in our capital, Juno. And one of the neatest clubs to talk about um, just does my heart well. I had a young man who I gave him um, Lion of the Year as, as the district governor. He came to me in 2016 and said, and he is mentally challenged, and he said to me, but I want to do a club, Karen, and I want to call it the Kenai um, Disability Club. And I said, no, I won't sign off on that. You need to come up with a different name. I said, just because you guys are mentally challenged does not mean you cannot do something for our world. So he came up with the neatest name. Um, it is um, the Kenai Savvy Lions Club, and they are still plugging along that he got, he by himself got 26 members to sign up for that club and just had a great time um, when we opened up that club so awesome there is a club that's the oldest club in anchorage for specialty they were the original one and it's called benton bay athletic club and they deal strictly with sports on the b side we've got um a jeep club a baseball club, a football club. Um, it, I could just keep going on and on. They, everybody seems to come up with something they want to do. The racing clubs, they do my, I'll tell you a little bit about the racing clubs. They do an amazing job. You've got snowmobile, I forgot the snowmobile. You've got snowmobile and motocross. What they do with the children, and these are, these are children, these are young, young kids. And I say, when I say young, I mean young, four and five. They teach them from a very young age, not only to work on vehicles, but to fix vehicles, but they teach them safety. And to when you go out to one of their tracks and watch what these kids can do at a very, very young age, it is truly amazing. And it makes me happy because they're not running around at a mall or getting into drugs or other things. So it's really heartwarming to see what these people do and the dedication of these lions um, to these kids. Um, if you ever get a chance to come back up during the summertime, I would love to take you to some of their races and watch what they do. Um, very, they're very impressive and they, they have got it together for sure. That kind of segues very well into the next question I have for you, Kieran. Uh, what are some of the unique projects that you've seen Alaska Lions do? Um, the, as I stated, one of my favorite was PTSD and the PTSD dogs for veterans. And I had the opportunity to be interviewed live on, um, at LCI during my year as governor because they are using my plan as a project across the world. And they said, this is the way we are going. And one of the things I failed to mention earlier, we also, not only are we getting these dogs for the veterans once they come home, but we have two dogs that are forward placed to stay with the men um, during battle. So that's, um, that is really, really, um, does my heart well. The, one of the fun things that happened, um, 
several years ago, the Kodiak lions, um, excuse me, the Kodiak leos went around and gathered up ocean garbage and cleaned up the beaches, cleaned up what they could find. And I'll have to find a picture, but um, they um, made a statue of all the um, trash they picked up. There, um, well, I guess it's not unique, but one of our programs that's just amazing is our Lions Quest program has just gone um, highly recommended all across the state. And we're very excited about getting that moving and keeping it moving even during a time when um, the children are not going to school. Um, so that's, that's gonna be interesting to see how that um, project does go forward. Uh, I know when I was in Alaska, Karen, I was really uh, impressed on how well you recruit your leaders there in Alaska. Would you say that relying on your zone chairs is even more important in Alaska due to the uh, the just the uh, the vast uh, expansion of your district? Would you say? Oh, absolutely. Zone chairs are vital to what happens. And as I said, you could have a club that could be, you got to fly two hours to it to get to it. Um, zone chairs are a vital part of us. And we do um, very, very in-depth training of them, of, of any member that we, each year we have at our midwinter and our Midway, um, sorry, multiple district convention, we have zone chair training and officer training because it's vital that we start finding people to train them on how our organization works, what, what do we do, who we are, and how do we accomplish service in our communities and being in such a challenging environment. I know one other thing I learned from Alaska, Karen, is that uh, Alaska Lions were really embracing technology before uh, the COVID pandemic. I mean, you guys were uh, meeting online, doing conference calls because of the distance. Uh, yes, um, and that is very true. Um, there's something, in fact, I just mentioned this at, we had our very first cabinet meeting last Saturday. And I was looking back at, as I was preparing for it, I was looking back at my goals that I had submitted to LCI as governor. And the very first goal I had in there was training people with technology and bringing them into, bringing Alaska into, you know, the 21st century. So I, it was interesting to see my goal from five years ago, four years ago, um, was technology. And here we are today, um, we're doing Zoom meetings, you know, we're doing um, teleconferences and across the board, even with doctors. And I find that fascinating. But again, the getting the internet connections out to the village is challenging. And, but I do have to say they embrace it. They are embracing it. And we're having a blast with it and the the feedback i'm getting from people is 
this is awesome. I don't have to get up and go to a meeting when it's 30 below, um, when you know there's three feet of snow. One of my cabinet meetings as governor, it snowed four feet in 24 hours. And so people are enjoying this. They can sit at home and do this um, Zoom or whatever, whatever meeting you know, app we're using. So yes, that is, makes it amazing. Yeah, that's one thing I found very awesome that you guys were do, embracing technology even before we had to social distance and everything. Uh, one other thing I know you're proud of that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, the kids site programs up there in uh, Alaska. You want to, I know that's one of your things to do as a lion from day to day. You want to tell us about how you're screening kids up there in Alaska? Sure. Um, so kids sight and first sight is one of my passions. Um, we have an amazing um, past district governor that she works tirelessly in getting us into the schools, getting us into health fairs. We, we currently are using um, Plus Optics and we go in as a team. Um, I don't know how many schools we've got, but I know personally what I do about 11 schools a year, and then I help out in Anchorage, and I wanna say there's 68 schools we do in Anchorage. But we have a team of volunteers and we will go in and pick a day and we'll screen the whole school. And it, you know, we're very well liked. Two years ago, I say a van, excuse me, a trailer that we can set up in it and have five stations to screen the children or, or adults for that matter. Um, and it has just gone over so well. I'm so proud of everything we've done. And people coming through, one thing I didn't mention is Alaska Lions are incredibly generous people, um, very generous. We were able to purchase a truck and a trailer and it, it was done in like an hour. And everybody voted, said, let's do it. The clubs came up with the money and we purchased all of this stuff. So that's one thing I, like I said, I'm so proud, you know, when you asked me about all this, Lions here are very passionate and I'm sure there are other places too, but they're very generous with their um, donations and seeing you present a problem to you. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone say, and I've been a lion since 2005, and I can't remember anyone ever saying, oh, we don't have enough money to do that. And one of the things I didn't talk about was um, we, one of our huge sponsors that we do as, as a multiple district and district is the blood bank. And we've bought, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, aerators for the blood bank. And we keep, um, we donate every year to the blood bank at multiple district in um, midwinter to keep it going and anything that their needs are. And people know they can come to us and, um, you know, present at either a club or a convention. And we are always open to allowing numerous types of people and groups to come in and partnership with them. 
one of the things that I think is vital to running our world today is partnershiping with, with other groups um, to keep, you know, to come to a common goal of helping our communities. Oh, I agree. When I was there at uh, your convention, uh, uh, I learned about the Magic Yarn Project there with uh, oh. wigs and uh, uh, this gal making yarn wig wigs for childhood cancer uh, uh, patients there in Alaska. And I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever heard about a partnership with childhood cancer. And that was really awesome. Uh, yes, yes. What can other lions learn from uh, you guys up in Alaska? Well, as we just stated, Paul, is, you know, living in this huge environment that we live in, partnership is key. And coming up with, um, you know, just because one club isn't your cup of tea, we're, we're all different. And we embrace that up here with our specialty clubs and being still being a part of a larger group but yet doing what we enjoy and what our passion is about and we we embrace it up here and i think everybody up here is you know people we're we're kind of a different breed up here we're easygoing and um enjoy we just enjoy our world and that's a huge plus for lionism Karen, what makes you proud to be the council chair of MD49? The people, of course. Um, people, the clubs, the camaraderie we have, um, just always being welcoming and being, being a part of us. People call you, when you become governor, people call you constantly that they've got a problem. And how do you resolve it and there's always somebody somewhere some way somebody like you know what let's call them and see what they say and you know always the willingness to do what's right for the community is what i have noticed karen as we wrap up this podcast uh is there if there's one thing you want the audience to know about alaska lions clubs what is it Again, that just that we are a very, very loving and caring group. We're passionate about what we do, and we um, we're here to serve, and they and they prove it. And uh, a couple of things, Karen. I, I when I was up there in Alaska, that uh, really blew my mind. Is the city of Anchorage, I could not believe how many Lions Clubs the city of Anchorage has. I believe it was um, over 15, correct? That they that had. is correct. That is interesting yes. because Anchorage is maybe, what, 100,000 people? Um, actually, we're um, 300,000. That's, that's just mind-boggling. That's about the size of Des Moines here in my state. And Des Moines only has three clubs. <laughs> And you have over 15 and a cyber club, if I remember correctly, in Anchorage as well. Uh, yes. Why so many different clubs in Anchorage? Well, I think, you know, I don't know if you ever read the statistics on the amount of um, Anchorage is number one for diversity. 
in our schools. And I think the reason we've got so many clubs, and again, I'm gonna go back to specialty clubs. There are so many here. That group of people, let's just say the Filipinos have Mabuhay. Um, that group of people got together and it's a large club and they do what they enjoy for their community. We've got um, the group, as I was saying, the mentally and physically handicapped group. They, again, they wanna still help. And I think everybody, we've got such a diversity here of different cultures, different likes, different ways you were brought up, and we embrace it. We do an amazing job. We, we as people, we as people do an amazing job of embracing many, many cultures. And I, I cannot tell you what the numbers are right off the bat, but um, East High School has the largest diversity in the United States um, of languages, uh, kids from other you know, countries. It's just, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. Um, I think as far as your racing clubs go, you know what? It is Alaska and we like to have fun. So what a better way to form a racing club and serve your community and still have a fun doing what you thoroughly enjoy. Well, I agree. That's, that's the thing that surprised me the most in Alaska, Karen, was just the diversity of your membership in Alaska because that I was not expecting that when I got there and it was really really great to see that and it also really encapsulates uh, the current international presence theme of diversity and I believe Alaska should be one of those places that we put a star on for serving with diversity yeah oh so agreed and you know if you've never had a chance to sit down i think you did when you were here with the mabuhai lions group what a loving and caring group of people um that you're instantly their friend um they instantly bring you into their family and that is you know you feel welcomed and i think that's one thing about lions clubs too is something that we we as lions have to really embrace and push make sure you feel those new people the new people do feel welcomed and involve them in things and you know harness that passion they have uh for doing projects and you know one of my things that was as the governor was hey when you come to me with an idea i'm going to embrace you and make sure you can see it through and you know i i i'm sure you will do that too once you become governor, you know, in a year. I will do my best with that, Karen. Uh, Karen, it was really lovely having you here. It was good to hear your voice again. It's been a while since we've met uh, with uh, everything going on, but I always love talking to you and discussing lions with you in Alaska. So thank you for joining us here on the Roaring Lions podcast. All right, Lion Paul, thank you. And you have a wonderful day in the Midwest. I will. As always, uh, as we sign off here, uh, as always, thank you for joining us here and please be safe out there and continue serving. Thank you.